What's up? So good to be back. It's the Mike Schnella Show. I was on vacation the last couple of weeks, so we had no shows the last couple of weeks, but uh, definitely glad to be back. Uh, make sure to check out MikeGianella.com. I didn't think that we'd make it to podcast episode number nine. Uh, good story on my website. Check it out. Like I said, I uh, thought my plane might be crashing on the way back home from Europe. Make sure to check it out for all the fun uh, thoughts that are going through my head once you're done with the podcast. But first, make sure to stay locked in because we have an awesome guest this week from one of the most uh, majeure podcasts out there, uh, probably my favorite <laughs> podcast. Um, it is, I keep seven to 10 or so in the rotation I listen to every week, but this is the one I'm sure not to miss any week. I always listen to it as soon as it comes out. Uh, it's Cheap Pete from Grantland, and it's hosted by Peter Rosenberg and David Shoemaker, and they got this guy on there, Stack Guy Greg. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, what's going on, Mike? Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure, man. So we were talking on a Monday night, and I wanted to bring you on because SummerSlam's coming up this week. I'm a huge wrestling yeah, fan. You're a huge wrestling away. fan. Yeah, as, uh, as WWE reminds us, there's always that countdown. So even here, we got the big like LED board behind me right now. You can imagine uh, counting it down. Um, so I wanted to chat with you about it, um, but also want to chat talk to you about Cheap Heat a little bit. And uh, we're recording this on Monday night, and it's right before Raw. This is our schedule. It's the best we could work it out. Yeah, so the, the official the official Raw pre-show. Exactly. Yeah, and it doesn't doesn't cost you nine ninety nine to talk to listen to us either. So it's perfect. Greg, um, we'll talk about SummerSlam in a bit, but let's talk about Cheap Heat a little bit. Um, I mean, you you've been on there what? It's, it's been like three months now. Yeah, my first day was Cinco de Mayo. Oh, I remember nice. that because I, I went out after, you know, got a couple beers. Definitely. It was a good day. Yeah. Yeah, easy to remember. That was my and, first yeah. official day. So tell me about that because I was just telling you off air before we got started. You know, I've been listening to Cheap Heat for uh, probably about a year before you got on there. And I loved the whole, you know, Shoemaker and Rosenberg, kind of the dynamic. And they brought in this new guy from out of nowhere. And I was kind of like, I'm a little skeptical. Um, you know, I was worried about it. <laughs> But you've been an awesome addition. I love having you on. You know, you go through Reddit and some of the wrestling message boards, and they love you too. How'd you get the gig? Because it was kind of like no notice to the listeners. All of a sudden, you just showed up one day. Tell us, you know, what's that process? How'd you yeah, that that was such a random, a random turn of events that led me to ending up on Cheap Heat because it's just one of those situations where, like, you know, somebody who knows somebody, who knows somebody, and then here I am. Um, that's the short version of the story. The longer version of the story is um, I, went to, I went to high school with a young lady. Uh, her name is Jenna Zach, and um, she's a producer for VH1. So we went to high school together, like I said. I graduated um, class of 2003. So I graduated a long time ago, and then... A few years ago, I'm walking through my neighborhood, and mind you, this high school was uh, a boarding school in D.C., so a few years ago, I'm walking through my neighborhood in Harlem, and I see Jenna, like, out of nowhere. So I go up to her, I say, what's up? We reconnect, and she tells me what she's doing, and she would invite me every once in a while to, like, just hang out on set when I'm not doing anything, and she's doing a TV show, just come by, chill, whatever. So last year, she was working on a show for VH1 with um, Hot 97, mm -hmm. the hip-hop radio station here in New York, for those of you who don't know. And I went, and I hung out with some people from Hot 97, and I met um, another producer. He might have been a PA on the show. His name was Rob, Rob Pearson. And uh, me and Rob got cool, and Rob does, like, these films on the side. Rob does a lot, actually, but one of his passions is film. And so he was doing a short film, and 
the short film was starring DJ Cypher Sounds, who was one of the DJs from Hot 97. So I agreed to help him out with the film, and it was a small production, and everybody kind of got to know each other, so I, naturally I got to know Cypher Sounds on that production. This was last year, September. Mm-hmm. And so I would go to Cypher Sounds comedy shows, you know, I would speak to him, talk about my career and this and that, and then WrestleMania season rolled around. And I'm listening to Chief Heat, and um, it was an episode where they, right after they announced that the Bushwhackers would be going into the Hall of Fame. So I think somebody offhandedly mentioned that the Bushwhackers were from Australia, but everybody knows that they're not from Australia. Right. I think they're from New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. So by the time I listened to it, I was like, you know, it's pointless for me to go and try to correct them because they already received all these tweets and emails yeah, about it. It doesn't make any sense for me to do it. And that's where the idea for the stat guy was born. Like, in that moment of me wanting to reach out and correct them, that's when I said, you know what, I can actually sit in because I'm listening to this in real time and I'm catching the mistakes in real time. So if I can just sit in and then at the end say, all right, guys, this is where you messed up and, you know, give the corrections, then that saves them from having to deal with a whole bunch of tweets. That gives me something to do. So and we, then did, be, so you reached out be like, an addition to the show. So you reached out like through like through Cipher, through that guy Rob to get to Rosenberg? What was no, the I reached out I reached out through Cipher. But that's the thing. Like at first I, you know, I had the idea, but then I didn't want to bother Cipher with it. Right. So I didn't I sat on it for a little while. And then a couple of months later I'm listening to another episode of Cheap Heat and I hear Rosenberg just randomly under his breath say, you know, we need a stat guy. Like you can barely hear it, it's barely audible, but he does say it. Right, but you were and like a hawk, you were picking up on that like that. Yeah, exactly. So when I heard that, that's when I finally said, you know what, if I don't if I do not do it, he's going to do it just with somebody else. Right. So that's when I called Sife, and then he put me in touch with Rosenberg, um, pitched the idea. And by the time I met Rosenberg, I didn't even have to pitch it. He was just like, he was on board, he was in, which yeah. is great. Yeah. So, you got, so you have Luke and Butch and Cypher Sounds to thank for getting you on GP. That's like the worst, <laughs> yeah. the worst joke ever set up, but the punchline's good. So you got the gig. Um, <laughs> so, so take me a little bit behind the scenes of what it's like. Because you're, you're, you're a full-time you're an attorney, right? Or a lawyer full-time? That's your yeah, job. I'm a full-time attorney. So what's the schedule um, like? You, you know, does Shoemaker call you at like on a Monday night and say, hey, we're taping tomorrow. Here's the topics. Like When do you show up? Do you take off time from work? Is it after work? What's, give us the kind of well, GP setup. Which Rosenberg is a busy man. Like, yeah. you guys listen to the show, so you know. So his schedule gets packed like crazy. He's busier than me. I'm, I don't want to speak for Shoemaker, but he's definitely busier than I am. So he's all over the place. So usually what ends up happening is right after we wrap an episode, we have a wrap and we're like, all right, next week, this time is this what we're doing. And then that way we can build our week around knowing that we're going to be together mm-hmm. to record for at least an hour, maybe 90 minutes, maybe more, just with, like, the setup and then hanging out after um, of cheap heat. So, you know, it's never, like, a last-minute thing. Anything that happens last minute would be rescheduling, but um, usually we know a few days in advance that this is going to be the time and this is going to be the date. And how's it work for you? Do they, like, do you guys discuss how much? Because obviously your yeah, your first job is that guy um but you're obviously you add to the conversation you have your timing ins that you have throughout the the show and when you have something funny to say you say it is there any discussions about like all right greg this is how much you can come in this is how much we need you to kind of step back or is that just a natural flow because you guys all get along 
Oh, never. Yeah, it was never. They never, um, they've never tried to make me feel like not part of the show, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. That's awesome. Because even even on day one, they've never, like, they never tried to make me feel like, all right, this is our thing, and then you're over there. I mean, it might come across like that with the soundboard and yeah, um, you have no AJ like Lee here to worry about, so don't worry about yeah, that. I don't know if no, you're on the edge of your seat or anything. If, if you listen, though, like I find that stuff entertaining too, because I know, like at the end of the day, it's funny. If people get mad about the soundboard, and I, I see the tweets to Rosenberg, like, "Yo, why are you hating on Greg?" Uh, I love this the soundboard. Now, I appreciate man. it. I appreciate it for the, the support, but um, yeah, like I said, they never make me feel like less than, you know, or like. Right, right. A subordinate or whatever. Yeah, you know, you're part of the so, crew now. I never it, got it that. It comes across when you're listening, because it's just like three guys at a bar kind of, you know, talking about it, which is why I think it's such a good listen. Right. So you're not like... And a, it's so crazy how random it is, too, but, like, I, like I, these are those are great guys, Rosenberg and Shoemaker. I can't yeah. thank them enough, because, yeah, you know, like even three, after Rosenberg said, yeah, Shoemaker could have said no, and that would have been the end of that. Right. And it's like three very different backgrounds. I think when you guys first came on, you were joking about how they needed some more diversity to bring you on. But even besides just the <laughs> right. skin color thing, you know, it's a kid that grew up, you know, Shoemaker grew up in, what, Kentucky. Rosenberg was like a, a D.C. kid. You're from here in New York, right? Yep. So you guys got all this, like, New different backgrounds. So, yeah, so it's just, it's it's awesome seeing that kind of all come together, you know, in the squared circle, for lack of a, of a better phrase. Um, so you're not like a Grantland employee or anything, right? You're just kind of, you're just a, basically a weekly guest, essentially, of one of their properties is that kind of how it works yeah no i'm not a i'm not a grantland employee so do you oh. have because obviously something i mean we see examples of this like i think the most famous one is when pti started and they had you know tony reality is like their stat boy yeah. whatever they called him he now blows up he's hosting his own show he's doing stuff for like good morning america did you ever have or do you have any kind of bigger media aspirations or is this something you're just like you know what i'm along for the ride this is just something on the side yeah, this is just this is fun for me right now. I don't have any bigger media aspirations, but I, I'm not this, I'm not the type of guy to close the door on an opportunity either. Sure. So um, right now, I'm just having fun with it. It's a new opportunity. The people seem to like it. I like it. You know, Rosenberg and Shoemaker. Everybody's happy with the work that I'm doing. So as long as I'm welcome, man, I'll try to make the most out of it. And then this won't be one of those like. I won't be like Terry Funk or somebody who stays around and then you start to question the legacy. You know, when you say, I'm done, I'm done. But right yeah. now, everybody seems to like it, so I'll stick around. You've gotten, you didn't have a Twitter account before you started this, right? No, I didn't. I had one back in the early days of Twitter, but then I stopped using it. So that one is basically dead for all, all right. intents and purposes. So I just started the new one, at that guy, Greg. Yeah, so, make sure you give him a follow. Um, it's it's funny because you got like you're at like thirty three hundred followers now or something, which you got basically you know, like yeah. weeks of joining. That's obviously a cool perk you've gotten since you jumped on. Um, have there been any, any other cool perks? Like you know, is Rosenberg throwing you any cool merch, or are you getting into any be bigger like wrestling events or, or any kind of better access than you were experiencing before as a fan? Like any cool stuff that comes with the gig? Um, Rosenberg threw me this snapback. It's not a wrestling hat, but it says. It's, I'm a hip hop fan too. I'm a fan of um, a shot called Quest. Oh, nice. And he had he had this limited edition snapback that um, it commemorates one of their albums, and he blessed me with that. And I was like, "Yo, this is this is so great." That's definitely one of the perks of the job. But um, meeting Daniel Bryan. Oh yeah, when he, he came to the studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he came to the studio. Um, so just getting to talk with him a little bit that was fun. Um, 
we're going to the NXT show together on Saturday. So I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to that. Um, we're doing the NXT meet and greet after the show. Yeah, um, I don't have information. To, yeah, I'm trying to make it down there myself. Um, I'm, a, I'm in a story. I'm a Queens guy, so Barclays is far, man. But I think it might be worth it to come see you guys uh, See you guys in action. Yeah, man. If you do, let me know. I, I'd love to uh, meet you in person. You know, we could chat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, uh, the, the first, show. Your first drink's on me as, uh, as a thank you for being a guest <laughs> on the show. Nah, um, not it, necessary, but <laughs> let me know if you make it. I will, I will. Is this actually, is this actually your first uh, like interview or any press you've done since you got the gig with them? Yeah, it is. Wow. It is. I've gotten requests, but like I said, I'm so I'm so busy, and then some of the requests happen to conflict with the time that we need to record. So, man, well, I feel honored. Yeah, so I was trying to do some research time. on you, see if you've done any kind of interviews yet or anything, and there was really there was nothing, nothing. yet. So I was like, yeah, man, I'm Teflon like, right now. Yeah, yeah, I got the first uh, the first shoot interview. It's that guy, Greg. <laughs> um, any dirt you're gonna find on me, I, I threw it on my Twitter account. So I <laughs> Air it out, and that way you get ahead of the head of the uh, ahead of any of the waves. That's a smart thing to do. Um, all right, let's transition because um, we do want to get to. Uh, I want to let you go, and I want to go too before to catch Ross, see whatever they have planned for the, for the go home show before the, the top of the uh, hour, right? For top of the hour, yeah. So um, let's talk SummerSlam um, before we get to the card, and we'll kind of breeze through it. But two non wrestling parts of SummerSlam I wanted to talk to you about. They just announced John Stewart is the host. Um, I saw that, which is pretty cool. And I also saw that their pop song or whatever that they're trying to incorporate is that Demi Lovato song that's out right now, The Cool for the Summer. You know that song? I do not know that song, but you know I'm going to have to listen to it after we uh... listen to it. And you're going to, it's basically like about this, it's, you know, Demi Lovato. It's like this girl who has this kind of like hookup fling with a dude during the summer. And it's like, don't tell your mom, like I'm into your body, all this kind of stuff. And I just want to get your opinion on why they <laughs> don't think Don't tell that. your mom. Yeah, it's, that's one of the things. It's like, don't tell your mother. It's like she whispers it a couple times. I want to get your opinion on why WWE thought that was a good idea for like a SummerSlam song, just because, just besides having Summer in the title. But um, if you haven't heard it yet, then it doesn't make sense. But you'll listen to it later and be like, man, Mike was right. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I probably am going to. I trust your judgment on this one. They just make weird decisions. It must just be a popular song. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's going for that. Same thing they have with Rihara guy in there. It's just trying to get teenagers, you know, on board. What it do must you think? just be really catchy. Yeah, yeah, take a listen. You'll like it, I think. Um, John Stewart, though, obviously WWE is huge about getting celebrities involved. Um, he's one of the good ones, I think, because he's actually a fan. Like he yeah. really gets it. So, are you excited about him being thrown in there? I am. Somehow? I am excited about that. I saw that, and I, I got hyped. You know, because he, you think about it, like he's a list. Um, he has that comedy improv background, so like he'll be a good host. It's not his first hosting gig. Um, he is a fan. He's an old school fan. He's familiar with the product. So it'll be dope to see what he does as host. And it'll be dope to see, too, if they try to get him in on any angles. Because I know they, they tried that earlier this year. Right, with Seth. So we'll see if it continues. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, speaking of, let's get to the card. Um, a couple of these matches, if we had you know, a longer time, maybe we can go into them. I'm sure you guys will on your show uh, this week. Um, the the Divas three-team elimination match, I'm not... I'm excited for it because I think it's going to be good, but I would have rather have seen kind of the belt on the line with Nikki doing something. Uh, give me, I don't know, 15 seconds on your thoughts on uh, on the Divas triple threat. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I wish, I'm, like I said, we said this on the show, I don't understand what the revolution is <laughs> yeah. beyond just giving them more time. Like, that's not a crazy idea. And even um, not, the nine girls seem to be the center of this whole thing, so I leave a lot of the other Divas out. But... Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I wish the title was on the line too, but we'll see what they have planned. These girls are all capable, so yeah, it'll be entertaining. These women, excuse me. Yeah. Um, same thing for the for the tag, the Fatal Four Way. I would have much rather have had have seen a traditional match, you know, prime time against New Day. Um, but they're throwing in. I mean, Lucha Dragons are always entertaining. Los Matadores, I guess they're there. Um, give me ten seconds. Your thoughts on on a tag match? What do you think? Uh, it's prime time. Keep the belt, or we see something funny. I think I want to see I want to see New Day regain the championships. Oh, the Chop Your Child, excuse me. Uh, chop your I want to see New Day. <laughs> I want to see New Day regain the Chop Your Child. So hopefully that happens. But it's just crowded that that match. Bill, too many teams. A yeah. traditional match would have. I'm we're clicking so far right now because I feel like a traditional match would have been better here too. But agree. And you say it's too crowded. Guess, like for that match, it's literally because you got guys like Titus and Big E. Like in the ring, they just look too big with that many people. It's right. Just, it's, it's awkward. Um, do you care at all about this Neville uh, Green Arrow thing against Stardust and Barrett? I do. I do. Ah, I care. I care a little less that because Barrett is in there, you mm-hmm. know. But um, Green Arrow impressed me the other night on Raw. So, and uh, I saw he's been training. So he's taking this seriously. So I'm interested to see how he performs um, in ring, or how much they let him perform too. Mm-hmm. So I think I think he's going to surprise us because he surprised me just with that little bit, right. that, that small interaction that he had. So yeah, I'm interested over the to see where this goes. Yeah, I want to see. But I think Brooklyn's going to pop when he finally gets his hands on um, Sabas. There's no way that the there's no way the Arrow team loses, right? I don't think any celebrities. No, there's no ever, way. Yeah, there's no way. No celebrities ever been brought in and lost at a big event. I don't think, right? I mean, like Lawrence Taylor, or Mr. T, they're always on the winning side. Yeah, I don't have the stats, official stats on that, but um, you're not on the job right now. That's your other podcast. So you don't have to worry <laughs> I don't have the, <laughs> the only thing, I, the only celebrity I can think of that came in and got his ass kicked before ever is Will Sasso. Yeah, I don't know why that's jumping out at me mm. for some reason. But yeah, no, I think that's um, that's a that's an easy that's win it. for the faces. Yeah, I think that's the one. Um, let's see. Um, the triple threat for the uh for the IC title. I think Ryback is keeping it. Yeah, same. There's no way they bring him yeah. back and then just lose it that quick. Yeah. Um, because they would have just taken it from him. Yeah, vacated yeah. it, done like a tournament or something like that, uh, which would have been cool anyway. Um, about this tag match, uh, the Wyatt family reunited and. Uh, and Ambrose and Reigns. It's so funny the year that Reigns has had. I mean, he went from so hated to like everyone was kind of ready to finally accept him, and now he's kind of back on the on the mid card. Um, you a Roman Reigns fan? Um, I'm wishy washy on Roman Reigns. I like him sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Um, I feel like the crowd turned on him, so they did too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's in a weird spot right now. But I did. I did like him earlier in the year when they felt like everybody. Felt like he was being jammed down our throats. I didn't mind it. Um, I didn't want to see him be the champion, but I didn't mind the position that he was in. It's so funny. It's, now. it's funny you guys talk about it a lot in the show how WWE is always so late behind on the trends, and it's almost like they're burying him now. You know, eight months after this is what everybody wanted, and they're only now realizing to cool him down a bit. And the time just seems <laughs> right. to off. Yeah, um, it's weird, but. Who do you see winning that one? It's really kind of inconsequential in the grand scheme, I guess, but um, it's, it's I good see, No, I, I don't know, man. I feel like because what, what pay-per-view was it where they kind of teased Ambrose or some, somebody turning? I it thought, was one pay-per-view. 
Yeah, I thought when um, when Harper that? came back and it was like he was the hooded guy. Or I don't know if it was that one, but yeah, I do remember because I, I thought when uh, when Harper came back and messed up Reigns' last match at Battleground, I think it was, I thought that was going to be Ambrose because they had been teasing it. So I, I forget exactly which one it was, but I definitely remember yeah. that too. There was a time. They were teasing because they were like real buddy-buddy and, and I think a championship was on the line and they were teasing a turn a couple of months ago. I think we might get it. You think that's what now. happens now? Yeah, I think they get the win and then we get the turn or there's the turn and then they lose or something that I'm expecting. The time. Like, I've been expecting this for months, so I think they do it now. If they don't, then I'm going to keep watching out for it. But they've been teasing something with these guys. Obviously, Reigns turning, I think, would be a lot more entertaining than Ambrose. Do you think they'd have the guts to do that with their kind of next-generation face? Um, yeah, I don't see why not. Because he's, he's not in the John Cena lane yet. He, mm-hmm. he, can, he can afford to turn heel, and then I think he might be more effective as a heel. I Reigns. totally agree. But um, it's interesting. I, I wonder if maybe Ambrose turns and, and then... Uh, maybe joins the wire. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to pull it off, but I'm expecting the turn. I'm like, I'm telling you that right now. I'm expecting the turn. All right. I mean, if you're looking, you're looking at the card. That is the one where you're, that's most likely, I think, to give you some kind of funky stuff. So it's, I think it's got to be there. I yeah. Agree with you. Um, although Ambrose with that hairline, uh, I don't know how his beard game works, but he's going to have to grow one if he's the one that turns and joins the Wyatts. Um, <laughs> is that a prereq? You need a beard to be in the Wyatts? I think so. Right. It's. It's. I mean. Bray has one, Luke has one, Rowan had one, Daniel Bryan when yeah. he was in there had one for a little bit. Um, true, true. So, you might be right. Yeah, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, Orton versus Sheamus, I think it'll be a good match. Um, Sheamus, I'm still kind of laughing. You guys talked a lot about it, about the, the failed cash-in last week. Um, who do you see coming out of that one? Sheamus, they haven't made him look that good, I don't think, since he got the briefcase. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I don't. It's funny, I expect Sheamus to take the loss, even though he needs the win, mm-hmm. just because I think that they think that as long as he has the briefcase, he's all right. He's so he can afford to take yeah. some losses. So I see him losing this one. And, and it is, is right, it is going to be a good match. We know because we've seen it. <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a bunch of times. Before, yeah. yeah. And it's funny now that, I mean, the RKO has gotten to the point where you're going to see one every match anyway. So whether he wins or not, I think Barclays gets its moment to pop. Um, during that match, probably. <laughs> right. um, right. I mean, I'm, these are these two matches are tied for the ones I'm most excited to see. Um, Kevin Owens versus Cesaro. I think that's going to steal the show. Um, yeah. What Where do you see? Yeah, what do you absolutely. hope to see out of that one? Especially Owens. He's in a ladder match the night before. Um, he's he has a chance to be MVP for the weekend. It's going to be a good match. He does have a chance to be the MVP. I think he is going to be the MVP of the weekend because I feel like he hasn't put on a bad match yet, and he's been there for a while on the main roster and NXT. So, um, I think he's going to win Sunday night, but I think he's going to lose Saturday night, so they're going to have him split it, you know, right. gonna, rather than have him lose twice. Because I don't see him taking the NXT championship on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, no, I don't so. think, I think once he's done with it, this is like his goodbye, his kind of, you know, thank you Owens match on Saturday night, and then uh, he's on the main roster to stay, I think, from then on. Um, it's funny. I was at a bar yesterday, and the bartender, cute girl, wearing a, a KO tank top, and it was like a random sports bar here in Astoria. And I was like, I want to marry you right now. It's the, it the best looking thing I've seen. It was, like, it was amazing. 
Um, he is life material. I know, I know. I almost got the ring on it that exact second. Um, And then the other match I'm looking forward to, just because the storytelling has been so good leading up to it, is um, is Cena versus Rollins. Double championship match. Um, Do you see us getting a finish here, or is it going to be some kind of schmaz and they both keep their belts leaving this? Because it would be great to see one of them with both belts, but I just don't know if they have the the balls to pull it off. Yeah, I don't... This is this is one that was that's tough to call because when they announced it, I remember telling Rosenberg that I don't know how I feel about it because I can remember two um, title for title matches. I remember Warrior versus um, somebody. I can't remember. I can't find this guy on the network anywhere, but it was Warrior and somebody. Wasn't it Warrior uh, Hogan? I see in the in the world. <laughs> it, it was, it was. Yeah. That was a joke because I tried uh-huh. to completely get rid of him. Oh right, right. You got Hogan. so into your stat voice there. I was like, Greg, I, I, <laughs> I'm getting a little worried, man. No, it was Warrior Hogan. I remember Goldberg yeah. and Hogan, incidentally again. And yeah. I remember um, the challenger won, not the challenger, but the person with the the lower the lesser belt, yeah, championship won again. Won both of those. So I feel like that means that Cena might win. But then when I mentioned that to Rosenberg, he mentioned that um, they were both kind of passing the torch type of matches. Mm, so yeah, that's a good point. that means that Rollins could win. So now it's, I don't, I don't know. How to, I know I want to see Rollins win, but I can't call it just based on, you know, history and it, it could go either way. So, yeah, I think it's one of those, and this is the same thing with, you know, other sports too. So many times everyone wants predictions, predictions. I think this is the one match I'm just going to kick back, and it's going to be, I'm going to be entertained either way. So I'm just happy to see what they do with it. Um, are you going to SummerSlam? Are you going to be in Buckley? Uh, I'm not sure. That The tickets are a little bit out of my price range. If they fall enough on StubHub, like the day of, I'll, I'll try and swing it. But uh, the plan is right now to just watch it on the network at home, because that's uh, a little too much for my wallet. All right. But, uh. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to you in there, but if, if I don't see you Saturday. Yeah, no, Saturday is more, uh, more my speed, I think. Sunday, I'm still hoping, fingers <laughs> crossed. But, yeah, I'll definitely let you know. Um, all right, and then the big one, uh, Kane, or Kane, a Taker and uh, Lesnar. Where do you see? Is this, uh, I know Shoemaker is thinking it's, you know, evens up now and then rubber match in Dallas next year. I've seen some people say, you know, Lesnar, there's no way he can lose. They built him up so much. What's your kind of 30-second take on the, on the main event? I'm with Shoemaker. I think he evens it up, and then they do. They go for three at Dallas. All right. It's going to be a brawl. It's not going to be like a technical. No. It's going to be entertaining, and I think he's going to win somehow. Somewhere. All right, real quick, because then I want to get to the lightning round and let you get to uh, to Raw uh, to watch it, because all of this may change. Who knows? They may add like five new matches by the time this gets on the air. Um, just <laughs> give me your winners for the uh, for the five NXT matches. So we got Samoa Joe and Baron Corbin. Small Joe. Yep. Sasha versus Bailey for the uh, the women's championship. I'm never going to go against Sasha. I, I, so, Sasha Banks. Uh, you don't cross the ball. Sasha no, Banks. I'm, I'm such a Bailey fan, but Sasha's just so good. Um, tag match, Blake and Murphy against the, the Vaude Villains, which I'm not sure if I like that gimmick yet or not. I'm kind of on the fence, but... Uh, I do. I like the Vaude Villains. Yeah. yeah, I like yeah, I liked Ryan Drago. I forget. What's his name in NXT now? It's not... Um, it's Aiden English and oh, I forget um, the name they gave him. Oh, Simon Gotch. Simon Gotch. Yeah. yeah, but I liked his gimmick from the indie days. So I like I like I like what they're doing with them. I don't think they're going to be Blake and Murphy, right. but, I, but I like the gimmick. So. 
And then we got um, uh, Thunder Liger's debuting right against Tyler Breeze. I feel like Tyler Breeze is that guy who's going to be in NXT like for his whole career and just kind of jobbing out to everybody. Uh, give me that winner there. Yeah, Liger. Yeah. Of course. And then uh, we already kind of touched on this. You think uh, Owens is losing on Saturday night, so you think uh, Finn keeps the championship uh, in the last match. Yeah, I'm with you there. And Uha Nation's supposed to, or Apollo Crews, I guess, is supposed to be debuting is what I'm hearing. Um, oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. He is debuting. I forget about that. They didn't announce his opponent, I don't think. Right, right. Which well, makes I me wonder if it'll, if it'll just be like a run-in or something, but I'll be waiting for it to see what they do with it. Well, CJ Parker's gone. Otherwise, you know, they make him yeah. debut against... Right. Uh, it's funny how predictable it can be sometimes uh, with this company. Um, all right. Uh, sad. Funny and sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, that tragic kind of funny. Um, all right. Lightning round for you, Greg. Um, just got a couple. We're going to run through you here real quick. And you have to give me an answer for these. There's no cop-outs, all right? All right. All right. Ready. You get to go next year to WrestleMania in Dallas. This is for the whole weekend. So let's say Friday night till you're there through Raw. But you can only spend the weekend with either Rosenberg or Shoemaker for the whole weekend. Which one do you want to spend WrestleMania 32 with? Oh, man. This one's tough. So I think they both tough. have their perks. They both got their benefits. Because Rosenberg is my, is my guy. Like Rosenberg got me on the show. Rosenberg is my mentor. But Shoemaker is such so much more a wrestling nerd mm-hmm. that that has a great appeal to me, too. So... Off the wrestling nerds, thanks. I'm going to go Shoemaker. Ah, but I love nice. Rosenberg. All right. I think that was a don't get fired moment. You better hope Rosenberg doesn't hear that uh, before you guys are I know. I know. No, see, I would probably go Rosenberg just because I feel like he'd have the hookups for the parties and the celebs. And Shoemaker, <laughs> Shoemaker I'd go to like a Ring of Honor show in Philly with or something. True, like but I wasn't even, I'm not even thinking about like the part. Like I said, I, I just zoned in on the wrestling and I went with the wrestling nerd of the group. Oh. So. It's like Jeopardy. Your first answer is the answer we take. So that's what we're going to stick with. Um, this actually, this is a question I actually interviewed for a job with WWE about nine months ago, um, for a social media gig with them. And one of the questions they asked me in the interview is this question here. If you could be a tag partner with any one current, uh, wrestler, who would you tag with? Oh, Kevin Owens. Yeah. Yeah. Just easily. Yeah. Just cause you just, because I feel, d- dig yeah, the field I feel like, like he could, I feel like he can like, don't get me wrong. I feel like they all can fight. But I feel like he, in the street fight... Can actually fight. He, yeah, he will, he will really beat somebody down in, like, the Haku sense of the... Um, you know, like, Haku is real tough. Yeah, I saw you yeah, giving him some love on Twitter this week, Haku. Yeah, yeah. I saw a picture of him randomly, and I was like, yo, he still looks like he still beat somebody it. down. Yep. Yeah. And, and plus, if I team up with Kevin Owens, I get them shorts that I've been trying yeah, to get. Yeah, you've been working on those definitely. so long. <laughs> yeah, definitely Kevin Owens. Oh, um, instead of fight Owens fight, it'd be like stat Greg stat on, uh, um, all right. So that's fighting. Uh, what about if you could date any current roster member on WWE, who would you date? The boss. Yeah. Yeah. No brainer. I think she's pretty much got the whole package. Um, she does for the same reason too. Like, we, we have nobody would mess with us, man. My girl will beat them down. I don't right. have, uh, you know, like you like that perfect. old uh, Fresh Prince episode where she beats him up, all the guys in the bowling alley. I don't know if you're a Fresh Prince fan. <laughs> I do remember uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> but you'd be cool with that. <laughs> will I remember freaked out? But you'd be like, hey, that's the boss, man. That's how I roll. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be fine with that. They should know better. Yeah. You, you know, don't, don't cross the boss, and everybody <laughs> be all right. 
Uh, favorite, this has been a WWE heavy podcast, obviously. There's a big game in town, but what's your favorite non WWE product to watch these days? Oh, man. I was watching Luther on Netflix, mm. heavy. But there's so many, there's so little episodes. It's like three seasons. I think it was maybe 12 episodes of Luther. Great show, but I mean, I'm done already. Yeah. I'm done. And yeah. Ballers, too. I love Ballers. All right. On HBO. Still kind of a, uh, a WWE entry point. Um, with Rock, but yeah, but he he can really act though. I feel like he's getting I better. Like yeah, he, when he first started, yeah. it was just like, all right, it's the Rock, but in you know a mummy costume, but or uh, you know, <laughs> right, or the Rock as a cop, exactly, or the but Rock yeah, yeah. like shooting guns. But now <laughs> I feel like he can really act. Yeah, he's working on. I a like ballers. It's kind of like his wrestling career, you know, the Rocky Maivia moving on, very parallel in Hollywood. Um, all right, last question for you, Greg. So I'm gonna let you go. Um, you can't say WrestleMania three. That answer is not allowed. If you could have gone back to any pro wrestling event, not just WWE, any other you know event, any other um, territory, uh, product, whatever, in person, which one would you, if had a time machine, which one would you go to? I would go to Survivor Series 97. Screwjob? Montreal, yeah. Hard yeah. guy, so that would be, that'd be the perfect, well, I mean, it wouldn't turn out so well for me as a Bret Hart fan, but um, I'd be in the building to cheer for my guy in Canada where everybody else is cheering for him and yep. do the crap out of Shawn Michaels. And, you know, what more could I want? Yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect. Yeah. Well, what else, what else is there? Why don't you do that? Yeah, and knowing what you know about it now. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that was it, man. Greg, for, for, uh, again, for your first time, uh, being interviewed, man, I really appreciate you taking the time and it's going to be a fun weekend. Hopefully raw is a good episode tonight. Uh, as we're recording this, by the time this comes out tomorrow, uh, you know, we'll obviously know what, uh, what Vince has in store for us for this weekend at Barclays. But, uh, yeah, man, hope yeah, to see Mike, you there. Uh, I just want to say, Mike, yeah, go ahead. thanks for reaching out to me. Thanks for reaching out to me, man. Um, I was happy to do the interview. So uh, I hope I'll see you Saturday. Yeah, man. It was a blast for sure. Here. Um, stay, stay on the line after uh, we hang up on you here, but definitely uh, give a quick plug, plug the show, plug your handles, give, uh, tell the people where to find you. Oh, yeah. If you guys are not familiar with this show, like he said, it's um, Cheap Heat. We are a wrestling podcast on uh, the ESPN Grant Run Network. You can find us on iTunes. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Fat Guy Greg or Peter Rosenberg at Rosenberg Radio or David Shoemaker at AKA The Masked Man. All right, that about does it. Again, for what it's worth, my favorite podcast, so make sure to go listen and subscribe and download to those guys. Greg, thank you so much again, man. It's been awesome. Thanks for having me, Mike. All right, and we'll be back with another Mike Janela show next week. Thanks for listening to you folks, and I'll do better next time.